Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. This just in. The Telegram News has a new website. TheTelegramNews.com. Same dedicated coverage. Same trustworthy news with a brand new look. Covering Jackson and Benton County and surrounding areas. Locally owned and operated, thetelegramnews.com has its finger on the pulse of the community. Stay up to date on local events, high school sports, and breaking news. Thetelegramnews.com. Subscribe today at thetelegramnews.com. Check it out. Are we good? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Dylan. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Larry, Larry J. Farmer, um, he and his father were both indicted um, in the summer of 2021. There was a shooting incident in Glenroy at a residence there. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were there was a video of the incident that circulated and was played ad nauseum at the trial. Um, <laughs> So, what? <laughs> yeah, um, this is a really, believe it or not, convoluted, long uh, story. But I'll try to be as concise as I can be. Okay. Um, so, I guess I'll g- go for a little bit of background. Yeah, this I was going to say, give us a little history of yeah. this. I do remember the incident happening, but I don't... It, it's it's pretty wild. Um, so, the accident, <laughs> the incident itself happened... Um, on June 17th, 2021, um, in the early afternoon. So prior to all this, Larry J. Farmer, he's 38 years old now. He's from Middletown. Uh, he and his father both have previously lived in Jackson. They, they still uh, currently live in Middletown. So they're both also named Larry Farmer. So they That ref- gets a little confusing right. as well. Yes. So I'll, from now on, I'll refer to the person that was on trial this time as Jason. 
that's his middle name. That's how they refer to him throughout the trial. Okay. So Jason and his wife, uh, they got married in 2014. They moved to Jackson. Um, his wife says it was their dream home out on Sour Run Road um, on the outskirts of the county there. And they start up a couple businesses. They owned the clothing castle here on Main Street in Jackson for a while. Oh, okay. And they started up a towing slash hauling business where they would tow, you know, campers and, and large items like that as far away as Montana even uh, heard them say at some point. So they come into contact with a gentleman named Stephen Kaiser, who's the victim in this case, um, was one of the people that was living at this 34 Center Street residence in Glenroy. Um, he starts to work for them in the fall of 2020. By the spring of 2021, according to the testimony in the trial, their relationship becomes a bit strained. Um, he was living uh, on and off again on a camper on their property, um, had access to their garage. Apparently, some of their things started to come up missing. He lost his license at one point, which, I mean, if you're driving and hauling things, kind of negates your uh, employment. Yes. Um, so they have a falling out. He's no longer needed um, for their job. Um, then it, at some point there is a truck, a 1999 truck that is purchased with money from the farmer's. Uh, from a gentleman named George Jordan. He lives out between uh, Dayton and Cincinnati. Uh, he has this 1999 Dodge 3500 pickup truck. Um, the farmers pay $5,000 for it, but this George Jordan deals with um, deals with Kaiser. Uh, the, the title's given to Jade Farmer, who's Jason Farmer's wife. She puts it in a safe. They put the truck in to get worked on. At some point after they're falling out, Kaiser contacts George Jordan and says, um, that truck was meant to be mine. I misplaced the title. Can you issue me a new title? He doesn't know any better. He issues him the title. He shows up. Uh, Kaiser shows up out at the Sour Run Road residence with a rollback, takes the truck, then offers to sell it back to the farmers for $7,000, which is $2,000 more than they paid for it. So they're a little upset. Not long after, actually that same day, I think it was June 9th, so just a few, you know about a week before the shooting, um, law enforcement show up out at the Sour Run Road residence with a search warrant. They want to search the house. They want to search the garage. Um, so that, that also upsets them uh, a little bit. So What was that about, do you know? There was apparently some, uh, it involved the stolen camper, um, and some items from that stolen camper were said to have been in their garage. Okay. Um, so, and there was some issue with an insurance claim, insurance fraud allegations. Um, I don't think any charges were ever brought against the farmers for that. So at this point, they have abandoned their Sour Run Road home, uh, which I said, Jade said was her dream home. Um, you know, as they advance on a little bit, this is well. I'll, I'll I'll stay on track here. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't know this was this convoluted. It, oh my god! It really is. So then, um, like I said, they're not living in the home on Sour Run Road. They're back in Middletown. He, uh, Jason, comes back to mow the grass occasionally. On this day, on June seventeenth, twenty twenty one, he says he's mowing the grass out of that property. He's armed. He says because he is afraid that Stephen Kaiser might show up, 
and they've had break-ins at the house. Now that they're not staying there, a lot of things have been vandalized. Gotcha. They think it's retali- retaliatory. So um, he's armed. He's he's afraid, is what he says. Um, so for some reason, he and his dad decide to jump in their truck and go to the 34 Center Street residence in Glenroy. They say they're going to, according to testimony, either they're going to get the keys to the truck, the truck itself, or they're going to get Kaiser. So they show up. A gentleman named Marcus Goheen answers the door. The trailer there belonged to his grandfather. Um, he was the owner. So he opens the door. He's greeted by the father, Larry E. Farmer, who has a gun. Uh, Jason also has a gun. He stays in the truck. So basically, I'll just go ahead and cut this real short. There is a video of this. This is what actually led to uh, the conviction of Jason. But there a scuffle ensues. They claim that Kaiser also had a pistol. Goheen says it was a BB pistol. Kaiser denies having one at all. You can see in his back pocket something looks like the outline of a, of a pistol. So he also has a baseball bat. At some point in the altercation, he hits Larry E. Farmer, the father, in the head with the baseball bat. Staggers him. Then the son, in response, fires four shots. He says down the street just to warn him. Uh, obviously the jury decided that he was shooting at him. Where did the video come from? It was a cell phone that was set up inside of the trailer, propped up on an air conditioning unit that was on an app, like a motion sense, motion sensitive app. So anytime anyone outside would move, it would start to record. Oh, so it caught about four and a half, five minutes worth of this uh, altercation. Um, so I think six shots were fired in total. Uh, Jason fired five. His dad fired one. The shot that his dad fired actually went into the hole. Um, so that was one of the counts involved in this. Now, wow. it has to be pointed out that even though, even if Jason wasn't considered the principal offender in this, the fact that he was there with his father makes him just as culpable you know, in the eyes of the law in the state of Ohio as, really? as his dad. Yeah. If he would have shown up there without a gun at all and his dad fired a shot, he's still just as guilty as his dad. So that's interesting. So, yeah. So after all this and nobody gets shot, nobody gets hurt other than Larry E gets hit two times in the head with the baseball bat one time off camera. Um, so at the end of all this, Larry and Larry get in the truck and they leave. And they go back to Middletown. Um, and then, you know, the sheriff's office shows up, charges are filed, warrants issued. They turn themselves in, I think, five days later. Yeah. Um, the firearms never recovered. They don't know where they where they went, of course. Um, so, yeah, they recovered a, a bullet from inside of a truck that was parked there. They recovered a bullet from inside of the house. So, ultimately, they were charged with, I think, four or five different counts, all felonies. Uh, ended up being... Yikes. Three in total at the start of the trial. Okay. Attempted murder, felony one, felonious assault, felony two, and firing, uh, illegally firing into a habitation or however it's worded. And that's, I believe, a felony three. Um, so at the end of the trial, um, despite the fact that the defense spent a lot of time talking about the credibility of Kaiser, the victim in the case, I mean, Kaiser was incarcerated at the time of his testimony. He was in jail in Jackson County on a probation violation. He's been in and out of jail several times. He's got charges in Vinton and Jackson County. They harped on this a lot. The fact that he couldn't be trusted. He was a liar. He was a criminal. 
But at the end of the day, as the state pointed out, as the trial wrapped up in closing, it doesn't negate the fact that they showed up to someone else's home with firearms, used them. So right. Jason was ultimately found guilty on all three counts. Uh, last night at about 6.15, the jury went into deliberation at about 4 o'clock. Uh, so they're a little over two hours with the deliberation and came back with uh, guilty on all three counts. Wow. At least from what I've looked, I mean, attempted murder or felony one can carry up to a life in prison. Um, I know for a fact that felonious assault, especially with the gun specification, requires mandatory jail time. So he will okay. go to jail um, as far as how much. A felonious assault charge can carry anywhere from three to 11 years on a minimum. Um, so he's, he's definitely going to do prison time for this. And then at the end of this month, uh, Larry E. Farmer's trial will begin. I was uh, going to ask, has, has the dad been on trial yet? Okay. Not yet. So his, his starts uh, Halloween, and it'll be a three-day trial, too. Uh, he was actually in attendance uh, for this trial also. They've both been out on bond almost, I mean, they're for... Those summer months in 2021, I think they were incarcerated, but they were able to post their bond, and they've been out since. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, I, I've been in contact with court personnel since uh, last night, and they, they seem to think that since sentencing for Jason will be sometime in November. Um, so are they still out? Like, is he... Uh, at this point, I would say he was probably remanded to custody because he's been um, he's been convicted. I'm not certain of that, though. Okay. I just think that would probably make the most sense um, just for fear of him being a flight risk and might, you know, take off. But I can't say for sure. I would assume that he was taken into custody. Uh, the father, I'm sure, is still out. Um, but I can I'll, – I'll check into that. Hmm. But yeah, that's the and I mean, there's there's so much there's so much more more to this, this story. Like a like a made for TV movie or something. There was I mean, there was testimony given on the first day from that from Marcus Goheen, who was also incarcerated at the time of his testimony. That come the next day when Kaiser gave his testimony, completely almost almost entirely negated everything that was said the first day. So it's hard to make heads or tails of what was actually the truth. Yeah. Aside from what you could actually see in the video. And I think, in my opinion, that video was what led to this conviction. Well, that would be the damning thing. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, for I mean, sure. Because it's not going to lie. No. And the only thing you would have had to go on without this video would be this person's word who isn't necessarily a criminal you know, prior to this versus a person who is in black and white stripes at the time of his testimony. So, I mean, I I think that without that video, you're looking probably at an acquittal or maybe an aggravated menacing charge for showing up at someone's house. Sure. Which would have been a lot less uh, potential prison time. Yeah. But, wow. But that yeah. is... <laughs> yeah. So, and there, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that video clip still is circulating somewhere. Uh, at the time of the crime, it was it was everywhere. Uh, I mean, it oh, was really? all over Facebook. I... How and... did I miss it? You you might have seen it and just forgotten, but I mean I'll never forget it because I've seen it seventy five times now. But <laughs> but I mean and, I mean this goes on too because after this happened, I think in October that trailer ended up burning. Um, the house that on Sour Run Road got broken into so many times it was a, it was under contract at one point they were trying to sell it, 
and it got broken into while it was under contract. That person backed out of the contract. They sold it for 40000 less than list price. They took a big hit on this. Okay. And I mean, this completely upended their lives entirely yeah. just from coming into contact with this person. Wow. So that's how they lay it out anyway. Um, but yeah, the, the the prosecution in this, the two gentlemen from the Ohio Attorney General's office handled this. And then uh, the defense-wise, we had James Bolger from Chillicothe. Um, but yeah, ended in conviction and guaranteed prison time. How much? We'll see. And that will be at a later date, the, uh, the sentencing. The, the court administrator indicated it would be likely sometime next month. Because there okay. needs to be a mitigation report. They need to merge counts one and two, et cetera. So I think a lot of people don't know that. Too. It's not like the, you know, TV where, you know, you're guilty and then the judge just sits there and says, oh, yeah, okay, you're guilty. So yeah. your sentence is X. They usually have to do, like I said, a mitigation report, a pre-sentence investigation. They have a staff attorney at the at the court that, that does the pre-sentencing investigations. Did There's Judge a lot Regan to hear the, yes. the trial? Okay. Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be a busy month. I mean, aside from this trial, um, there's uh, his father's trial starts at the end of the month. Like I said, um, sometime in the middle of this month is supposed to be the start of uh, Mike Moore's trial, which we've been oh, following we're finally for getting, a while. I yeah. didn't even know that was still a thing. Yeah. October 17th is when that's supposed to start. Oh. That's, well, I think that's at least a five day trial. I'm not certain, but it might even be 10. Um, but yeah, that's supposed to kick off too. So I'll be well, sitting on the wooden bench. Quite that a bit. will be um, wonder. That's there's a lot to that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. And we had a recent story about that. Also, there's a sitting judge for that case, um, and the defense had requested that be live streamed, and the judge denied that. So that won't be open for everybody to watch on YouTube. Gotcha. Yeah. His reasoning was that the. That was all started because of COVID-19 protocols. Since yeah. they're no longer in place, he felt it wasn't prudent to do that if anymore. If you want to watch, get off your butt and go to the court. You can go down and watch it along with me. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, so. <laughs> go hang with Phil. <laughs> Give him an attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Another day in the life of the court. Well, thank you for, for your report. That is quite a, a story. Now I just have to write it <laughs> as long as it takes to tell it i can't even imagine trying to write it 23 pages of handwritten notes that i had for that yeah you, you're gonna earn your money that that day buddy yeah, yeah. oh whew. could write a book about it maybe you should maybe i should i don't know <laughs> yeah, i don't want to do that <laughs> Only in, he's I'll like I've, I've done enough writing 800 words and it's good <laughs> Maybe well, a short story, I guess. Right. Well, Phil, thank you so much. That is quite a a, a story, and um, I'm sure you're sitting. There. Hey, at least it wasn't boring to watch. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. So look look for all the juicy details in the this weekend's paper. I'll do my best to be concise. Very good. Well, we appreciate that. You're welcome. And congratulations on those uh, those twins too. Thank you. I mean, they're not here yet, but. They will be soon. They're enough. cooking. Yeah. Yep. They're, That's exciting. They're in there. I think we have maybe 14 weeks left. Okay. Something like that. We're we're past the midway point. Very good. Yeah. So exciting. I'm gonna go tight. All right, go tight, buddy. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you to Phil and uh our good friend Pete Wilson is here.
waiting patiently to tell us about what the heck else is going on in the news. All right. What's well, up? Yeah, I really want to uh, thank Phil for coming in and summarizing that. Uh, of course, he was sitting there the whole time and uh, was in a position to do that. And I know from uh, Phil having done other court stories for us, he will do a great job oh, yeah. summarizing and synthesizing that uh, for our newspaper readers. And of course, uh, you know, on our website, uh, the telegramnews.com. That's right. Uh, as soon as, you know, he, have his, he has his story done, of course, you know, he has all those notes to look through <laughs> so, and then has to figure, out, like has to figure out what to write and more importantly, what not to write. Yes. And, uh, you know, we'll post that story. So by all means, be be looking for that. But uh, he does a, a great job. Been doing it for a long time and uh, he is as good as there is at yes. uh, covering the law enforcement and the, and the court story. So yeah. I will look forward to that as well. Yeah. Because uh, I've heard the skinny kind on it, but he gave you a little bit more of a comprehensive thing there. And, I had you know, no on, idea on, it was on, like on that. The, on these trials, uh, I mean, if you haven't been on a jury, it's uh, uh, you know, it's very interesting. And it's not, it's never, often never clear cut. You're going to have to figure out, you know, what the truth is. And yeah. it's not like, you know, they're going to replay the whole thing back to you. Uh, Sounds like they did this time. Yeah, well, I mean, well, well, they had the right, video. video. They had the video. You had to kind of interpret it. Of course, and sometimes, I mean, it comes down to what the prosecution can absolutely prove, how much doubt there is. And then, you know, in this case, who do you want to believe? You know, sometimes it comes down to that, too. Sure. So anyway, very interesting. And, you know, who knows? Maybe it will show up on one of those crime shows. You never, never know. Exactly. All right. Well, anyway, uh, on a on a positive note, but this is there's kind of like an angle to this that's uh, concerning, too. And that is, uh, you know, I mentioned it uh, when I think on uh, I think last week when uh, we were on about the United Fund Board making their fund fundraising drive. Uh, it has been officially launched. OK, and, great. Uh, here are the folks that uh, not all that are on the United Fund Board, but most of them. They were at the uh, kickoff breakfast, which was held exactly a week ago over at Warriors for Christ. And a lot of people have heard of the United Fund Board, but there really needs to be some added awareness for two reasons. Overall donations are down for different reasons. Okay. Also, um, the needs are greater than ever. The United sure. Fund Board is local. It is not affiliated with the United Way, even though... Um, it is uh, it is kind of like the local version yeah, of the United they, Way. But they keep it all local. Right. The yeah. reason they did, nothing against the United Way, the reason they did the United Fund Board, which is what the United Way used to be called some years ago, is because they wanted to keep all the money local and not send anything away for administration or, or whatever uh, outside of Jackson County. The United Fund Board here in Jackson County serves 24 different service agencies. Uh, and uh, I'm going to read you what those are right now. Uh, the American Red Cross Jackson County Chapter, Salvation Army, Community Assault Prevention Services, the Jackson Food Pantry Clothesline, actually now called the Jackson Food Program, the Jackson County Board of Aging, which of course is our senior citizens programs, yep. the Jackson Area YMCA, Co-ad RSVP of the Ohio Valley, uh, the Oak Hill Booster Club Recreation Commission, Warriors for Christ, mm -hmm. the Jackson County Recreation Department. Actually, that's the Jackson City Recreation Department. 
Southern Hills Arts Council, Habitat for Humanity, JVAC Industries, Lillian Jones Museum, Jackson County 4-H Advisory Council, Humane Society of Jackson County, Oaks United Incorporated, Make Wellston Beautiful, Health Recovery Services, My Brother's Place, Jesus in the Hills, Oak Hill Food Pantry, and Jaffe. Just a few things. Right, right. And, <laughs> wow. And, and, and some of those entities that I just mentioned really count on the allocation from the United Way. The 15-member all-volunteer board, because there's no paid staff for the United Fund, they may, might have to buy some paper or something. Yeah. But, I mean, everything goes, you know, to support these agencies that I just mentioned. 15 members, five from the Jackson area, five from the Wellston area, five from the Oak Hill area. They have to decide what agencies they're going to fund and how much. That is a tough job to do. And they do this all behind the scenes. The only really public event they have is this kickoff breakfast. And that's really just to formally say, hey, you know, we're fundraising again. And they do invite the agency agency representatives to, to come and hear what they have to say and to, uh, you know, to say why they need the money and, and all like that. But they give as much money as they can, but they can only give what they get, of course. Right, of course. Now, Historically, the United Fund has raised most of its money from payroll, a payroll deduction system through some of the larger employers. Yes. For instance, two of the largest ones, and this is where the lion's share of the money comes, I'm sure, although I don't have a breakdown to give you, is General Mills and Bellissio Foods. <clears throat> Those are the two biggest employers in the county, and they do a payroll deduction. It is a voluntary payroll deduction, of course, but an employee has the chance to voluntarily say, hey, I'm going to give a dollar a week to the United Fund. Of course, that adds up to a $52 donation if they do sure. that. Well, overall, there are not that many plants or large businesses or even small businesses that do that. You can do that. You know, that's part of why I'm talking about this. Yeah. They need more businesses and plants to step up to and offer to do this because they, you can give corporately, but historically it has been a payroll deduction from the employees is how the money comes from these plants and industries and bigger businesses and so forth. So um, the other way that you can give, and obviously there's great potential here is individual donations. Okay. You know, you, you can do that. It's just that that just has not been the way the United Fund Board has worked before. Mm -hmm. But how you can do that is you can make a donation. You can mail a donation to uh, to the United Fund Board at Post Office Box 242 Jackson. Address it to the United Fund of Jackson County. Any donation would be appreciated, large or small. But for the many people who do not work for a company or a business that does the payroll deduction, and that is almost all of them, this is how you can help the United Fund. Okay. You can even designate. Let's say that you Bless give you. let's say let's say that you give a $50 donation to the United Fund, and that's for the whole year. If you want it to all go to just one agency or two agencies, you can designate that. I want to give $25 to this, I want to give $25 to this. Otherwise, they will take the money, whatever it is, and decide how to allocate it based on needs and how much they have. Okay. I don't know how much they 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 got last year, but going back a year later, they did divulge this to me. They had a goal of $125,000 and this was coming off COVID, so you know that had something to do with it too. They were coming off a fundraising goal of 125,000 and they got 68,000. Now normally 
they hit their goal or they exceed their goal or they come close to their goal. So, you know, that is a real a real downer right there. Yeah. And COVID w- could be blamed for a lot of it. But there's also these other factors that I've just mentioned uh, where the, the not as much coming in from payroll deduction. And that's why these individual donations, which have always been there, have become more important. OK, so um, so if you're looking for something to. A to, good cause. Right. right, And and a lot of the charities, uh, you know, they might have events. They might have a, a fundraising event, you know, where you have a chance to donate. They may have an auction or something or a charity event where they have activities and you go and then you there's admission and, and different ways that that money ends up in the in the in the hands of the charity. United Fund of Jackson County doesn't have anything like that. Maybe they will someday, but they're really counting on just the word of mouth and uh, the public's awareness and willingness to give. Okay. So, you know, that's what I really, in addition to the news, wanted to make a pitch uh, because obviously, uh, you know, they have some very good causes out there. I mean, you, I went down the list there. We are going to have a, a detailed story, you know, not just the court thing. We have a detailed story about the United Fund Board this year's campaign. Great. It'll list the beneficiaries and once again tell you how to give. There was some really, I went to the kickoff breakfast, and so I heard all this firsthand. There was some really heartfelt and sincere testimonies from some of the agency people where they weren't crying for money or anything. They were just saying how important it is. And two of the places where there are great needs, and I think it won't be surprising to hear, the food pantries and Warriors for Christ, Justin Warriors. Uh, program sure. where he does the drug rehabilitation yes. for uh, for the addicted persons and and the persons who are affected by drugs. He has two residential programs going, and you know he counts on money. He gets money from other places, but whatever you can get from the United Fund Board uh, is an important added plus. Yeah. So uh, one of the beneficiaries, I'm not going to say who, but it's just I mean it hit you when you were there. Cried because they help operate or volunteer at my brother's place in Wellston, which does food and clothing. And they have had recipients come in and are so thankful for the food they get that they break down and cry and and, and hug the volunteers. And so, you know, when you see this or you see people talking about it, you realize that even, you know, the token donations that you might make to the United Fund Board, if they add up, if enough people do them, it's going to really make a big difference in this county. It will. Yeah, every little bit helps, and it adds up quickly. Right, exactly, it does. Okay, uh, talking about some other news, Jennifer, uh, there was an issue in Vinton County uh, earlier this week uh, that was uh, interesting. Uh, it was kind of on the governmental front, and it, it it was resolved almost as soon as it surfaced publicly, but we want to tell you about it. We already have a story, uh, you know, on our website, and we'll have, uh, you know, uh, the story in our print edition. And if there's any update, of course, that will be included. But it was over parking space at the Vinton County Community Building. Now, the Vinton County Community Building is located just north of MacArthur uh, on State Route 93. And there are a number of organizations that operate out of the Jackson, uh, out of the Vinton County Community Building. One of them is the Vinton County Senior Citizens, and another one is the Vinton County Elections Board. Okay. All right. So they have common parking space out there. The Elections Board has a trailer where they have their polling equipment, you know, their okay. elections equipment that they take to the—there it is. Oh, that's what I it see. Lo- okay. That's what it looks. See, it's, it's large, 
And that was where it was parked, right along the building there. Well, it is occupying multiple parking spaces because it's big, all right? But the elections board is in there, so they parked it outside. Okay. I don't think it's been there a real long time. They got it to haul the equipment, you know, a, a handy-dandy trailer, so they're not you having to use more than one vehicle. Sure. So the Senior Citizen Center in Vinton County, which is located in the community building, has been closed for over two years. I don't know whether you knew that, but it was COVID. Okay. It never had reopened. And Rhoda Toon Price, who is the Senior Citizens Director in Vinton County, had hoped to reopen in November. So, you know, she's getting ready to do that. And she was concerned about the number of parking spaces that the elections trailer was taken so that when uh, seniors came back to the Senior Citizen Center or visitors came there or staff or whatever, sure, you know, there was now fewer parking spaces. So she asked the elections office, you know, could you park your trailer somewhere else? Because the we need these parking spaces for our seniors. You know, some of them may not be real mobile or whatever. Right. And the elections board, this is according to Rhoda Toon Price, oh. said, no, we shouldn't have to move it. Parking wars. So Rhoda went to the Benton County Commissioner's meeting this week on okay. Tuesday and told them about the problem. I don't think the elections board was there at that meeting or elections officials. And the commissioners decided, based on what they knew, I'm not sure what basis they used for this, but they immediately made a decision during this discussion or at the end, the elections trailer would have to move. They called the elections office and said, move the trailer by five o'clock that day. And so the elections board then scheduled a special meeting for three o'clock to talk about it. During that meeting, uh, they made a decision that they would move the trailer because they found another place to put it. The health department, which is just up the road, not very far at all, had some garage space available. Okay. So that's where the trailer is going to park. So they voluntarily Ooh. moved it. Now, I don't know what the rules are about parking there. I don't know whether there's lease space, certain spaces for certain offices, but this is what transpired. And now it's been resolved. Good. But anyway, uh, you know, however you want to judge that, that was a certainly concern on the Vinton County government front involving multiple government agencies, at least three, the Senior Citizen Center, the Board of Aging, uh, the Elections Office, and the Vinton County Commissioners. You know, that's nothing that couldn't have just been solved by a good old-fashioned jello wrestling match. Right. Well, obviously, both the Elections Board <laughs> and the Senior Citizen... Yeah, Okay. <laughs> That's another way. But the Senior Citizen Center decided, you know, they were both in the right on, yeah. on where they stood going in. The commissioners wow. had to make okay. a judgment, resolve. Maybe there, maybe it was a black and white thing. Yeah. They, uh, they didn't really, uh, according to Red Thompson Jr., explain, well, you know, here, here it is in black and white. Um, these spaces are for regular vehicles and clients and visitors. It's not for trailers. I'm not sure, sure how they made that decision. All right, another story out of Vinton County that we want to uh, tell you about uh, is that uh, actually not out of Vinton County, but involves a Vinton uh, County resident. Uh, Melissa Deaver, who is from Vinton County, has okay. uh, been employed to a very important position. There is Melissa right there. Yes. Some folks may know Melissa not only because she's active in Vinton County resident, she's got kids in school and all, uh, but Melissa... Uh, has also been very active regionally with the Alzheimer's Association. Yes, she has. Right. Well, Melissa has been named the new executive director of the Area Agency on Aging District 7. Wow. That is an okay. office out of Rio Grande, 10 counties, including Jackson and Vinton, 
and they deal with the federal money that comes in for uh, the Senior Citizen Board of Aging programs. Okay. They work with the Senior Citizen Centers and the county Senior Citizens offices, the County Board of Aging, on programs where there is federal funding involved. We don't hear much about it, you know, at the ground level, but it's very important. Their offices in Rio Grande, Melissa Deaver has been uh, has been uh, employed by that ten county board to be the executive director. She replaces another local resident, Jackson County resident Nina Keller, who okay. recently resigned because she has reached retirement. So go. congratulations to Melissa Deaver. Well, real quickly, we do want to tell you that we've made progress in the paving. In, in in downtown Jackson, <laughs> tell you what, uh, you know a lot of a, a lot of talk about it, but I think everybody can agree, progress, right? I, I, go, I go down Main Street yesterday, and I get so the police are like telling you to you know go down a certain lane, and they've got all these cones, and so I get in this lane, and I'm driving down like toward the Kroger store. And the next thing I know, I look up and all these people are driving at me, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like if you're if you're if you're coming from a side street or whatever, what lane am I supposed to be in? You go down ten yards, and there's a paving truck coming the other direction. It's so I just want it to be done with, and it's going to be so nice when it's done. But it is like literally terrifying because you don't know. I want to tell on Courtney. <gasps> Did she, Courtney mess it up? Courtney may have drug one of those cones down the street underneath her car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what someone told me one time? You know, we talk about cones, cones and barrels and so forth. There was a gentleman that I knew very well. I won't say his name, but his eyesight wasn't exactly great, but uh-huh. he drove anyway. Yes. And uh, once again, it's construction season. He was coming into town uh, all, you know, on one of the highway exits where there was barrels. And he and he says, you know what? If you hit those barrels, it won't hurt your car. <laughs> he, Cause, red, cause, red's sitting right here. You're talking no, about I'm him like he's not in the room. I'm not, I'm not talking about red. But 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 anyway, uh, a, a lot of actual paving has been done the last couple of days. I yes. think pretty much in a lot of the places. But you know that doesn't mean just because you know that's paved now that it's done. They got to do the striping. Yes. So that's still got to be done. And some areas have not been paved yet. But we're really, getting there, folks. Really, the last couple of days, a lot of just <laughs> just proceed with caution. Just look up because that's what I did, and saw someone coming yes, right pro- at me. Pro- proceed with caution for sure. In my defense, I was in the lane in which the police directed me to go. Okay. So. Right. That one yeah. wasn't my fault. Yeah, the police are the police are <laughs> out there. Of course, you know the contractors have flaggers and and people yeah. standing at at, <laughs> at 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 important points to tell you which way to go or whatever. Just drive around it if you can. No, That's my just, only advice. Just go real slow and yeah. be alert. Yes, be alert. <laughs> Very alert. All right. Okay. A couple of other things we want to tell you about because Red Thompson Jr. is in the house. He is, and he's got some news to tell us about uh, on some different fronts. But some other things we want to tell you about real quick. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Uh, the Wellston Ohilco Society is already selling Christmas trees for its big Christmas lights display that's in Pride Park. Been very popular, over 100 trees that you buy and then you decorate yourself. Uh, I saw a Facebook post, I think, either yesterday or the day before. I think they just announced this at the end of last week. They've already sold half of those trees. And when they sell out, they sell out. But if you want to get in on it, 
you need to make a reservation. You just don't, you know, show up there before the trees go up and, and get one. Um, last year, the supply of trees did run out at a certain point. Potential participants are urged to get registered early. The trees cost $50. Uh, the in invoices will be mailed to the email address that you provide, and this is important. The order form can be found on the Ohilco Society, Ohilco Lights events page. Okay. On Facebook is where you do that, and then that is where you ask your questions, and you can actually register online. And if you want to decorate a tree, you know, in honor of your business, a, a family member, as a tribute, or just because you're community-minded, you better get on your horse. Yep. Okay. Get to also, it. Yep. Jackson County Health Department is doing its flu shot clinics. They had one at Wellston. This is the, these are the mobile clinics where, you know, they go out to sites to be more convenient. They do flu shots, and they will also do COVID-19 vaccines. They were at Wellston on Tuesday at two different locations. Uh, this evening, or late this afternoon and this evening, they will be at Oak Hill Elementary School. That's from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., and then they will be at the Christ United Methodist Church's Family Life Center this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. So that's a great opportunity uh, to get your flu shot. For the most part, insurance should cover it except for Aetna, they tell me. But uh, if ability to pay is any problem at all, they will figure out a way for you to get your flu shot. Okay. All right. Uh, but most, it, for the most part, insurances will cover it, Medicare and Medicaid as well. Okay. All right. The uh, Wilson City Council meets tonight. They'll have a planning committee meeting before the council meeting. That'll be at 6.30 p.m. That will be about how to handle food trucks in Wellston. More discussion on that. They want input from the public or they will uh, accept input from the public. Sure. And you, if you want to do that, that's at 6.30 p.m. This was to discuss food trucks and potentially a food truck lot where they could all go together. Not saying they'll do that, but that's one of the things, one of the options they're talking about. Also today in Wellston at 5 p.m. at Kelly Lambert Park, the Wellston Lions Club is organizing a community cleanup event at oh. Kelly Lambert Park. Okay. That's the park on West Broadway Street named after the young lady who was killed in the line of yep. duty as a Wellston police officer way back in 2003. Uh, they invite, uh, the Lions Club is inviting anyone from the community to come and help with that. That would be great. They ask you to come with gloves, but trash bags will be provided. Also, the pink party in the park event, I think that was supposed to be held last weekend, but it, it was. Uh, Faith and Fitness and Fab D Boutique are partnering on that. Yep. Uh, it will be tonight yes. from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Manpower Park. They're going to be doing a luminary walk, so you can get involved in that. Yes. And don't forget, Porterhouse is laying out the big home ground, homegrown right. happy hour tonight at Rowdy's, 7 o'clock. You want to be sure to attend or listen to that. Uh, it will be uh, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Pure Rock 98.7 FM. That's right. And our, I know uh, Porterhouse will be there. We'll have some other staffers there. James Hamilton will be there handling the, the video. And uh, mm -hmm. so is this going to be on TV too, James? I don't, I don't want to say anything wrong, so I'm bringing him on. In. All right. So <laughs> the show will be broadcast live tonight on 90. I'm, I'm going to squeeze in here with Pete. How are you doing, Aww. Pete? <laughs> uh, so the show will be broadcast live tonight on the radio, 98.7 FM. You can listen on your radio or on the Total Media radio app, of okay. course. It will be rebroadcast on the radio Saturday night. 
from 8 to 9. So that's a second opportunity to listen live on the radio, 98.7. Again, Total Media Radio app. On the following Tuesday, next Tuesday, it will be released on demand to listen to in audio and video form. So Tuesday will be the on-demand premiere. Yes. So two chances to catch it on the radio, and then next Tuesday it will be on-demand to listen to and to watch. Yep. Yep. Right, and this is scheduled each Thursday through October, and we presume it will continue. Yep. Uh, but it's seven really p.m. Cool. seven p.m. to eight p.m. at yeah. Rowdy's. Come uh, out and hang yeah, with yeah. Us you're tonight. obviously you're welcome to come watch it live in person. Yeah, so. come watch it live. Come hang with us. We'll right. be there. Right, brisket and music. How's that sound? Yeah, it sounds good to me. All right. Uh, some of the things really quick this weekend taking place. It's homecoming at Oak Hill High School. Uh, they'll have uh, they'll crown the homecoming royalty at the football game on Friday night. Dance on Saturday night. Good. Um, also, the Midnight at Moonville, big event uh, at Moonville, will take place on both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and we will have that covered, by the way. The Telegram will. Uh, and some uh, lots of musical performers uh, on both days, uh, up at Midnight on Moonville. Uh, Wellston Main Street is doing a new event. It's called Shop Small in the Fall event. It's in the downtown area. It's to bring people to the downtown highlight what's there but they've got some cool activities going on it's going to be from 9 a.m to 2 p.m they're going to have a vendor fair a bunch of vendors there they'll have food uh there'll be a scavenger hunt a cornhole tournament pumpkin carving pumpkin decorating and a chili cook-off if you want to know all the details we got that story posted online as well and it was in our saturday or in our wednesday print edition saints peter and paul Oktoberfest will also be this saturday there at the school in wellston 1 p.m. to 6 p.m., all sorts of fun stuff there. Uh, if you want to get scared, the Jackson County's Friday at the Fairgrounds Haunted Barn is yeah. it will go throughout the month of October, uh, and it starts this Saturday, October the 8th, out at the Fairgrounds. It will be on the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, the 29th. That's all on Saturday. Uh, the Vinton County Fairgrounds, they kind of caught on that this is a cool thing. <laughs> so they, they're having an Oktoberfest this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it will include a haunted barn, but much more. Also, a craft vendor fair, kids' games, a bonfire, food trucks, music. Sounds like that's the place to be in Vinton County as well. Yep. Uh, the Vinton County Yard Hunt Competition. This is real cool. Um, a young lady, uh, a young lady called Megan Carr, is doing this, and she organized it during COVID. There's the logo for it. She organized this during COVID because she was afraid there would not be able to be trick-or-treat that year when okay. COVID was going on. I think there was. But anyway, she did this yard hunt competition where the public can uh, register, and they basically decorate their yard, and it's a little competitive contest. And, you know, uh-huh. you see all, and, and, of course, it cultivates and generates more decorations because, you know, you have this organized contest. Yeah. And we have that story online as well. This is... Uh, you only have the deadline to register is this Saturday, October 8th. And I would say more, but we're running out of time. But all the details are in that story that's also online. Very good. Uh, Take Coza uh, will be at the Marquet for a concert uh, this Saturday at uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, $15 if you get your tickets in advance, $20 day of the event. Uh, the Jeep and Through Jackets is scheduled. Uh, Jaffe is doing that in connection with Bryant's exhaust and performance. You can they, All the uh, Jeeps will take off at 2 o'clock, and that will raise money for all they do for Christmas, of course. Okay, on the sports side, 
we've got to really throw out some uh, salute to the Jackson Iron Ladies soccer team. Do you know, Jen, they have won 11 games. Whoa. They've only lost one, and they've tied two. Wow. Great improvement over last year when they were about 500. Uh, it's a young team. They do have four or five seniors who uh, are, are the heart of the team. Mm-hmm. But tonight, they're going to be playing up at Alumni Stadium. The, the game starts at 5. It's against Chillicothe. Chillicothe is the defending champion. And right now, they are tied. And they tied with oh. Chillicothe earlier in the season at Chillicothe. And that was considered you know, a big step forward for the Jackson girls soccer team. So tonight... The championship is on the line at Alumni oh. Stadium at 5 o'clock. And uh, I, I think, do we have a picture of them, uh, Dylan, of the soccer team? There they are. Um, and uh, we want to say they, they have some uh, very good seniors, but a junior, Maddie Walburn, mm-hmm. uh, that's the uh, daughter of the basketball coach, Matt Walburn. Yes. She plays soccer in the fall. She is considered one of the top goalkeepers in the area. She nice. has only given up four goals all season long. Atta girl. You know, uh, there's an old adage. If the other team doesn't score, they can't win. That's true. So, so anyway, good luck to there, – there is Maddie, by the way, doing what she does best, keeping the balls from going in yep. the net. Okay, it's also football weekend as well. Four football games involving our local teams all will be on the air. The Telegram will be covering all of them on the newspaper side. Uh, the Jackson Ironmen, who are still in first place, tied in the Frontier Athletic Conference. They will go to Greenfield-McLean. Uh, the Oak Hill Oaks, home for homecoming, remember? Oh, yeah. They will yep. host the Minford Falcons in an SOC uh, Division II game. The Vinton County Vikings, still tied for first place in the Tri-Valley Conference, will go to River Valley for a Ohio Division game. And the Wellston Golden Rockets will be going to Athens tonight in a T- or, to, or rather Friday night in a TVC Ohio game. And this is a big game for both teams. Neither team has won a game this year, and somebody is going to win. Somebody's going to win. We hope it's the Golden Rockets. That's but anyway, right. all the games will be on the radio. And I'm going to vamoose because Red Thompson Jr. wouldn't have come here if he didn't have something important to say. Uh oh. Yep. He's he's in the house. Thank you, Pete Wilson. Hey, check him out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Red Thompson is here. Well, hello, Miss Jen. How well, hi, you? Red. How are you? Good. There's a lot going on, as Pete said. That's one of the reasons that I, I wanted to come on today. Okay. And um, this is something that I think that you may be interested in in Jackson County. Um, and I'll kind of connect with all these different activities. And what we're doing tonight, I'm excited about with Porterhouse because in tourism areas, radio programs are big. And we're getting into that now, so I think that's a great step for us to do live local yes. radio show. It's right going to be so fun. And I always hope we could do something like that at the Marquee, uh, like a, a retro show, kind of like an Opry-type show. Okay. Okay, one of these days. So maybe that's a step toward that direction. Maybe. But uh, one thing that I wanted to speak about, Vinton um, County, this tourism they're talking about regional toys, and we've talked about it before. And maybe there might be a possibility that a regional toys and board will be formed one of these days. Mm-hmm. The four counties that'd be great. Would you be? Uh, do you think that would be good for Jackson? How, how do you think that could help Jackson, a business like yours, and a business like the Park Edge? And oh, the I think that you know, anytime you get 
so here's the the theory. My husband has a theory, and he's like, you know, a lot of times people complain about making the the pieces the, mm-hmm. the pieces of the pie smaller, but we our philosophy is, you know, the the bigger force that you have, you're making the pieces of the pie bigger, and you're promoting each other, and you're promoting you know an entire area. And if everybody has the same goal in mind, then yeah, it could be a great thing. You know, I think uh, with the hotel renovation and all these events, if they, and Wilson has a great idea to build the amphitheater. Yeah. I mean, that, all of it has yeah, to work. Yeah, all that can work together. And in Wilson, that's urban renewal. Wilson has a lot of buildings that need toward them. This could really, I didn't know, make a, a show place in downtown where, where a lot of dilapidated buildings are. So, um, also, uh, Pete mentioned Moonville. What a place to spend Halloween. <laughs> Have you been there? To Moonville? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty this time of the year, too, out there. Yeah, spooky. It is a little spooky, yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little ominous. Yes. And we we just have a lot going on with uh, the hotel. They've applied for a $2.7 million Amler grant to uh, restore it. So they're working on that. Okay. And um, it, it's going to be a show place when it's completed and hopefully <clears throat> oh, excuse me, hopefully a key to tourism. Oh, I tell you, oh, I feel good. Um, I tell you what, I think that's all I'm going to have today. Okay, that's totally fine, Red. And uh, just a happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween attack. <laughs> having a Halloween attack. We'll get, uh, yeah, we'll get Red situated here, and this is what happens when you work all the time, hey, Red. Hey, Dylan, go grab Red a glass of water if you don't care. Yeah. So, gosh, there is a lot going on in the community yeah, this time true. of the year. Red, you need to take it easy, buddy. You work too much. Um, he, this man works constantly. It's true. You do work too hard, yeah. Red. So, are we um, gonna? So, we're gonna party tonight at Rowdy's. We are gonna party tonight. Here's a question, though: How are you gonna get there? I don't like you very much. Actually, <laughs> I just I like gave you a, a ride to no, work. I, no, so this is really, what? this is horrible. So Jamie has to take my car this morning because he had to deliver some beer and and uh, to Athens. And our delivery van is doing what it's supposed to do. Tyler's delivering beer to Columbus. Um, so it's just like you, you know all these places you have to divide and mm-hmm. conquer. So he's like, I'm going to take your car. I'm like, cool. So I jump out and I get in Jamie's rusty pickup truck and there's this weird light just like, I mean, just blinking like crazy. Weird, weird light. I saw weird I saw, light. I saw a meme online the other day. It had a picture of the like low air pressure in your tire uh-huh. icon in your dash and it said, what does this light mean? And the reply said, it means I've got to call my dad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I go to turn the key and truck completely dead. Not like, <laughs> like nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I've got 25 minutes to get there. I can't walk that fast. So what do I do? I call James and I say, hey, what are you doing? I don't know why you didn't ride the horse. 
I know. So he comes and he picks freaking me up and he's like, you've here. got a freaking horse. Why yeah. didn't you ride the horse? So is that donkey yours? Yes. I feel like I've heard you tell stories about the donkey yes. before. Yes, isn't he the cutest thing What's, you've ever seen? Does the donkey seen? have a name? Jasper. That donkey is way too cute. I told you. Is it one of those ones that's like bred with a mule or something? Or is it just a regular no, donkey? A, a mule doesn't breed, honey. Or, right. A mule well, is a horse, a, and, a, horse and, a and a donkey. Right. Yeah. So, But is that just a regular donkey? Because he yeah, seems so small. Yeah, he's a so miniature small. donkey. Okay. Yeah. So is that just a separate breed, or do you breed it a certain way to get them to be smaller? Not like miniature donkeys okay. make miniature donkeys. So there's like... There's like big, so there's like regular sized donkeys and then there's miniature donkeys. So okay. like he are would there, be like the ones like you see them in like Greece and whatever that, you know, people oh, ride and they. I thought you meant not the, the movie, movie. Grease. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Didn't you know Sandy had a donkey? <laughs> I do not no. remember miniature donkeys in Greece. No. But we ended up with um, Jasper as a companion when I had two horses originally, two show horses and one passed. And so. The other one was just completely devastated. Mm -hmm. So Jasper, my father-in-law, went and found Jasper. And so he was a companion animal okay. to that horse who, a month later, passed away. So job, then Jasper. we had no, we had a Jasper with no friends. So Sarah and, and the horse that you saw and then the pony, which I mm -hmm. don't know if you saw him or not. Those, uh, so then Jasper was by himself. So we went to... Uh, a rescue and adopted the horse and the pony. Okay. So right on. We well, have that donkey freedom. is freaking Itty cute. It's adorable. I Dude, just I'd love be, him so I'd much. be dressing that thing up for like Halloween and stuff. Yeah, he's super get cute. One of those, we'll get one of those dog outfits that make it look like a spider or <laughs> He's <whatever>. like that. <laughs> He'd probably let me too. He's like a yeah. little spoiled brat. Yeah, he looked like it. He's cute. But yeah, if you can find a ride tonight, we're gonna we're gonna party at Rowdy's. <laughs> I don't know. I I'll bet I bet Nathan wouldn't care if I rode the the horse into Rowdy's. No, they probably got a space tied up. I could I could call him and ask him, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, just I will find a ride. I have several hours to find a ride to Rowdy's tonight, <laughs> but I will be at Rowdy's tonight. Hey, speaking speaking of which, I would say get Uber, but I don't. We don't have anything. No, we like, do not but have we, Uber. But there are several places doing DoorDash now. Yes. Did you see that? Uh, post was going around on Facebook for the treatery. They had a DoorDash driver like pick up the food and steal it. Just kept it. No. This is like a week or so ago, maybe. You are kidding. And they had her like and on did, the. They didn't had her deliver. Yeah, they had the lady like on the security camera and stuff. I mean, who knows if she was really even the DoorDash driver? Well, she may have just popped in and said she was with DoorDash and took whatever they gave her. I don't know. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was at another establishment yeah. the other day speaking with the manager, and this is a place that does DoorDash. Mm -hmm. And they, I said, they have like a shelf, you know, so. Yeah, if you order you online just, or whatever, you just come pick it up and go. Mm -hmm. And so I said, "Is does anyone ever steal the stuff? Like we were just having a mm -hmm. conversation. And they said, someone came in the other day, said they were a DoorDash driver and took and just, a bunch of stuff and took it. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I believe it. And they said that same person came back like three times before they caught on that yeah. they were just stealing the yeah, stuff. I believe it. Yeah. Don't do that. That's not cool. So I did a uh, like an online order at a place like that that just sits it all out on a little shelf the other day. And I went to pick it up and it was about a 10-ish uh, minute drive to get there. And um, I got there, I got my food, went back home. 
realize I forgot half of it. Because <laughs> it's just boy. sitting on that shelf. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to go back and get the rest of it. So they probably thought I was, <laughs> don't know what I was up to. <laughs> they were like, oh, he was just here. No. He took a bag. Now he's taking no. another Came bag. back for dessert. Yeah. No, it is, you know, it's like a convenience thing, but it's also like I could see where things would get really messed up if people aren't just cool. Oh, yeah. Like, don't steal other people's food that they've paid don't for. Steal like, come anything. on. Like, just don't be, yeah, don't be a jerk. So, true that. But do come out, yeah. support uh, local music tonight. tonight. Yeah. Uh, we're super excited. We'll be there. Um, come early, have dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, West Ship. So, Ben Davis, of course, we love you know him so much. And he will be our guest here on the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But, uh, West Ship, if you have not, number one, if you don't know this guy's story, it is wild. And he is so incredibly talented, and um, he's a lot of fun uh, to see play. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I got to see him play in Waverly not too long ago, and he was awesome. So, you know, again, you can come, you can grab some food, you can um, participate in the, you know, homegrown uh, happy hour, and then um, – then Wes will be, I think, playing He's a little bit stay later. And play also. for another hour. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see, you know, a lot going mm-hmm. on. And so it, if you're like, oh, I'm busy tonight, I can't make it. We're doing this again next Thursday, the Thursday after that, and the Thursday after that, we're doing it four times. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so come out and, and support it. If this is successful, you know, we hope to do it again in the spring, maybe. You got it. So there you go. And we're looking forward to it and uh, should be a good time. And uh, there you go. Awesome. Yeah. If I can get there. If you can get there. Yeah. Yeah. I want Jay. I was like, you took my car. I need it because <laughs> your truck sucks. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. James to the rescue. Yeah. I will give you a five star review on, on Google. Yelp or not. Reviews. Uh, Yelp review. Yeah. Uber ride. Yeah. Lyft. Whatever. You're like my, my Uber that doesn't exist in Jackson. Yeah. But yeah. Right so. on. All right. Well, very good. That This has been a day f- chock full of a lot of news. So thank you uh, to everyone for yeah. stopping in. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow with our good friend Ben Davis Jr. And if we're super lucky, he'll bring his guitar and play us some songs too. Gotta love when he stops by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow. Bye, guys. Have a good afternoon.